Lately, I've been hitting two topics rather hard, communism and Satanism. Now, the first, no one has complained about for obvious reasons, but the second has left a few people mystified and wondering if I've devolved into tabloid coverage best suited for claims about aliens and Elvis. Unless I start making claims about priests and their superiors being secretly promoting the dead ideology of the Germans in World War II and some massive conspiracies involving them, then no. There's a method to what I'm doing, and so today I'm going to go over the rise of Satanism and give you why I'm concerned about this as much as I am. And to be clear, for now it does not involve a kind of evil activity that involves harming people in rituals, so that's a good thing, I guess. At least as far as we know, it doesn't involve that. But let's get into this, because I have two stories for you, both involving the Catholic Church being the target. First, we have the story of the tabernacle that was stolen just before what was billed as marches scheduled by Satanists for a one-world government. Yeah, that was supposed to be a real thing. There was going to be a march for the need to establish a one-world government, and it was done by the people least likely to be able to sell the public on that alleged need. You know, Satanists. They had marches scheduled around the world on June 21st, the summer solstice, which also would have some weird astronomical or alleged astrological activity that day. I don't go in for the astrology thing, obviously, but understanding their motives is something that might be beyond me. I did a short podcast on those marches a few days ago, if you're interested. Anyway, prior to when they should have happened, a tabernacle was stolen from a Catholic church in Boone, North Carolina, on June 16th. That's just five days before these alleged marches were scheduled, and wouldn't you know it, the main U.S. march was supposed to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Boone is about three hours from Raleigh, so maybe they're not related, but my suspicion is that they were. That parish is far enough away that few would think to look into the connection between that and the march in the city. So, while some priests and other figures came out and said that they were not planning a black mass for the event, the Blessed Sacrament was stolen from a parish within driving distance a few days prior. We have no idea if there were black masses held privately for the event, or even in lieu of the event as it, I guess now. If I were a betting man, I said that they did hold a black mass at some point on that day, due to the events they cite in their own Facebook group posts about this. They made it sound like it was a very important day for them. This march had warnings sent out across social media from mainline church figures like Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland, who had to deal with one of these things in his own diocese. I consider Sample to be one of the better bishops, and if he ever released letters to the public that would torpedo his career, I'd post them here. Salem, Oregon, the state capital, was supposed to have a march as well, but these things caused these things focused on state capitals, which makes me wonder if they figured the legislators would be a receptive audience for their message. In some of these states, who knows, especially given the state of things. When I say this was global, I mean it was global. The first planned march that was cancelled was in Jerusalem, where the promoters planned to unite the two factions there who caused so much grief by stating that the only solution to their and all conflicts was to build what they called the Satanic Third Temple of Solomon in order to fulfill biblical prophecy. That's a claim also made, by the way, by some of the locals, the uh, dominant group in that country. <laughs> we'll go over that in a future video, probably. Anyway, they canceled that event for unknown reasons, though I do think it might have something to do with the fact that the dominant group in the country have been trying to rebuild the Third Temple lately, complete with the creation of a Neo-Sadducee caste to offer the ancient sacrifice in the temple. That, by the way, should be alarming for anyone who knows anything about sacred scripture. 
but that is, in general, a topic for another day. Either they cancelled out of deference for their efforts to build the temple, or it was a feint, which should be weird given that they did in fact hold several public events during the start of the affliction, often in a massive coordinated scale, like they had planned this time around. Maybe the promise of Christians coming to meet them deterred them. I guess we'll never know. This was supposed to be a real event, and it had a stolen tabernacle that had the Blessed Sacrament inside it connected to it, at least in a superficial way. Trust me, there's nothing I'd like more than for those who took the tabernacle to return the consecrated hosts to the parish anonymously and unharmed. That's probably not going to happen. The CNA article describes how nothing else was taken from the parish, and the tabernacle was largely made of brass. So to be clear, none of the gold or expensive technology in the parish was taken. Only the tabernacle, which is confirmed to have contained the Blessed Sacrament. And that tabernacle was made of brass, not gold. Mere days before an international march by Satanists for their one-world government. I don't think you need to be a genius to see what's going on here, and I hope law local law enforcement has noticed this too. Now, this issue hits close to home for me. Oklahoma is my adopted home, and this state has a history with this issue too. Except in this story that I'm going to tell you, the local bishop won the main battle against the forces of darkness. Our story begins in 2014. Time Magazine reported this. Yes, Time Magazine. To give you an idea of just how mainstream and not fringe the story was just a few short years ago. The article is very short. Quote, The Catholic Archbishop of Oklahoma City has dropped a lawsuit against a satanic group after it agreed to turn over a communion wafer it hoped to use in a black mass scheduled to take place in September. I am relieved that we have been able to secure the return of the sacred host, and that we prevented its desecration as part of a planned satanic ritual, Coakley said in a statement issued by the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. Coakley sued the satanic group, the Church of Aramon, on the grounds that it stole the communion wafer, which Catholics hold to be a sacred part of the mass ritual. I remain concerned about the dark powers that the satanic worship invites to our community and the spiritual danger that this poses to all who are involved in it, directly or indirectly, Coakley said in a statement. Adam Daniel, the Satan worshiper set to lead next month's Black Mass, said fighting the lawsuit wasn't worth the trouble, end quote. Daniel said something truly blasphemous about the sacred host in that article in the, literally the next sentence, but I'll spare you the details, other than to say he said things about it that some nastier Protestants have said about it as well which is something I've noticed is pretty much consistent, actually. That story was from 2014. The next year, in 2015, that same group, led by the same man, was back with a protest planned outside the old cathedral for Christmas Eve to denounce the virgin birth of our blessed Lord as being a lie. Now, I've been to that old cathedral, and it's located literally across the street from the memorial for Oklahoma City. And uh, it's got a beautiful statue of our Lord facing into the memorial with his hands, with his face placed into his hands as if he's just, you know, weeping at the sight of what he had seen. If you're in Oklahoma City, or if you ever get, if you ever come through Oklahoma City, I recommend you go visit the old cathedral. It's beautiful. Now, the article in question here, though, doesn't give much detail about the demonstration, other than to say that the archbishop called on Catholics to ignore it. The local Satanists showed up, engaged in their act of public blasphemy, and then they left. But to be sure, this wasn't the first time they've got done this, and Quite frankly, the Satanist in this story has been interviewed numerous times by the local press. Now, why was that? I have no idea, except that, of course, he makes for a sensational story for the nightly broadcast, which might be the point. But for my purposes, I want to point something out. The only thing that stopped him from his black mass is the power of the courts and, the, and a bishop who was willing to defend the Eucharist in the courts. 
and he lost in court on the grounds that the Eucharist is the private property of the Catholic Church and is only to be given to confirmed members of the Church. That worked in 2014, but I doubt it would work today, all things considered. And before anyone says, well, it wouldn't be a real black mass unless he had a fallen Catholic priest to say it, we don't know if he did or not. That was never revealed, and the case in question was dropped by the diocese once the Eucharist was returned to the church and properly handled after. For all anyone knows, he had just such an individual ready to do just that. My point in covering this is that evil has become emboldened. It's a little wonder why, really. The culture has taken a decisively hostile turn to Christianity. The government is now either powerless or spineless in the face of the agents of chaos, despite virtually everyone who cares knowing that the agents of chaos are organized and well-funded. And remember, as Catholics, our primary battle is the spiritual battle. That's not to say that the material realm doesn't matter. <laughs> Far from it. Our first battle is in the realm of the spiritual. We battle principalities and such. Padre Pio said it best when he said, quote, Let us always keep before our eyes the fact that here on earth... We are on a battlefield, and that in paradise we shall receive the crown of victory. That this is a testing ground, and the prize will be awarded up from above. That we are now in a land of exile, while our true homeland is heaven, to which we must continually aspire. End quote. Normally our opponents are not so obvious or even mortal, but in this case, they are very real. The fact that they mustered the forces to have public rallies around the world should be eye-opening for Christians of goodwill of all stripes. Sadly, this wasn't being widely reported, and it flew under the radar for most of us, which is a real shame, because when united in power in the power of prayer and penance, we know that the gates of hell will never prevail. In closing, I just ask that you take this seriously. We live in times of spiritual battle, and we can lose our souls if we aren't vigilant. So please pray for the church, and pray for the conversion of those who would do such things. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.